My entitled mother tried to get between me and my fiance because she supposedly didn't trust him. So this happened a few years ago. And while I feel bad about the way things played out, I wouldn't have it any other way. When I turned 20, I was diagnosed with severe depression, ADHD, anxiety, and bipolar, among other things, which explained everything as far as the way I always behaved as a kid. I was diagnosed after experiencing a large amount of severe, untriggered panic attacks that occurred for several hours at a time. As a result, I started reevaluating my life and realized that there was a lot wrong with my life and that if I didn't make changes, I was likely going to end my life. Now, my mother loved my ex and believed that he was the only one God intended for me to be with. However, I ended up breaking up with him when I realized exactly how abusive he was physically and mentally, especially after realizing that my ex was having the doctor up my meds anytime he decided that the meds weren't helping, which actually led to me blacking out for hours, if not days at a time. In fact, at one point in time, I blacked out early in the day, and when I finally came to, I was barricaded in my room with all my meds spilled all over my bedspread. I also kept waking up with way too many scratches that couldn't possibly have been from my roommate's dog. Anyways, when I broke up with this toxic ex, I ended up staying with friends until I was able to explain my situation to my parents and convince them to let me stay until I was able to get my own place. Fast forward a month, and I was seeing the man who became my fiancé. For the record, my fiancé and his family are all Hispanic and mostly Catholic, while my family is white and Christian. Granted, we met through friends on a blind date, and my fiancé was always very civil and very polite, especially around my family. I was doing so much better and was starting to feel pretty comfortable with my life and in the process of finding my own place. However, my mother was doing everything she could to make my life miserable. First of all, she claimed that since I didn't know my fiancé before meeting him on the blind date, I shouldn't trust him and should reconsider dating him. Then she claimed that my ex had been so kind to me and she didn't know why I would ever leave him. Then she claimed that she and the family didn't know anything about the man, so I should be ashamed of myself for being an inconvenience to the family because I upset everyone apparently. When all that didn't work, my mother flat out told me that if I ever planned on getting married, I needed to make sure I saw the tough times through. It turns out that my mother had been in contact with my ex all along, and the two of them were trying to get me better so that I would come to my senses and get back together with my abusive ex. Of course, I made it very clear that I would never do that, but I was still upset when I found out all of this, so I spent the least amount of time at home as possible, if I could help it. After several months, my fiancé admitted that he wanted to marry me one day, and my mother and father weren't allowing it. My fiancé asked my father if he might marry me one day, and my father told him no because, apparently, he looked like the type that would beat a woman. My mother got wind of all of this and went off on me, telling me to consider the cultural differences and how the men usually treat their women. They even invited my fiancé and his mother to my little sister's graduation party because they wanted to get to know them, only to treat my mother-in-law like charity trash and constantly talk garbage about the two of them to everyone else at the party. I was so furious that I immediately walked out of the party with both my fiancé and his mother, apologizing profusely for my family's racist behavior the entire ride back to their house. But it didn't stop there. My parents convinced me to attend a Bible study in order to help my road to recovery or something like that, and I made the mistake of agreeing to go. One of the women at the Bible study pulled me aside and started asking me about my 
new relationship. My parents apparently told them that I was with an abusive man who was pulling me away from my family and that I needed someone to help convince me to leave him. This woman had a son about my age and even offered to set up a meeting between us. On my way out, I came across an old friend from high school who warned me that she heard my mother telling hers that she wanted to set me up with a God-fearing man and was looking for advice as the same thing happened to my friend years ago. Apparently, my friend was dating a guy her family didn't like and her family came between them and made her marry someone they approved of. This was very shocking to me because I was looking at my future if I let this happen. So I never went back to that Bible study again and I stopped going to church as a result. To this day, my family still tries getting between me and my fiancé. But despite it all, my fiancé and I are going to get married next summer and there's nothing my mother or anyone else in my family can do about it. This is a crazy story. I cannot believe that the mom and the dad are acting like this towards this new guy in her life. She is clearly happy. She wants to get married and her previous boyfriend was incredibly abusive. I can't believe that the mom tried to actively get her daughter to go back to her abuser as if that was going to be better. And all of this is just laced with such subtle racism. It's not even funny. The fact that this man that she's marrying is Hispanic and Catholic is for some reason a deal breaker for her parents. Not to mention the fact that they have actively tried to push him away from her and done everything they can from going behind her back to trying to set her up with other people over and over again, all for the sake of them trying to mold her future marriage to what they want, which is absolutely insane. You absolutely can't treat someone like that and then expect them to want anything to do with you. It is fantastic to see that they're sticking together and they're not going to let these terrible people tear them apart. And I honestly wish this woman and her fiance the best of luck in moving forward with their life without their entitled, disgusting parents involved to try and ruin it. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for not wanting to include my dad in my life? So long story short, my dad and I have never had the best relationship to the point where we've had physical fights and I've been kicked out by him and I've ran away many times as well because of this. My mom passed away in March of 2021, so she's not there to step in. After her passing, we were all grieving differently, of course. I was more full of anger and depression and he seemed to want more family time. I tried to spend time with my family and also with him, which was really hard to do. He has closed fist punched me before, kicked me in the ribs right before a soccer game, and has generally been very abusive to me physically in many different ways. But him and my sister have abused me so much more mentally than anything. Whenever we go traveling as a family, it's like me and my little sister aren't there. We do what my older sister says all the time. They call me names, make me feel like my job and problems don't matter as much as theirs. And when we're in a good spot or in therapy, they ask me what they do that bothers me or triggers me and what they can do to change. But when I tell them, they take no accountability for it and it's either my fault or it's my problem that it bothers me and triggers me. My dad also makes me feel like I'm his slave. And if I don't listen to him and do things exactly the way he wants me to do it, he will punish me. I bought my car a few months ago and I don't have my license at the moment because there were some issues when it came to me getting my driver's education and such. So I just started taking driver's school two weeks ago. Sometimes when I don't have a ride to work or I'm hungry or I'm low on groceries, I go buy some groceries or food and he gets mad because I have to drive his car. All of this to the point where he has threatened to sell my car. I understand his frustration, which is why I stopped driving his car. But my issue with him saying he'll sell my car is the fact that he didn't put one penny into my car. Even when I asked him for help to buy my car, he said no. Fast forward to today and the issues I'm currently dealing with. I have a girlfriend, a better paying job, and I'm back into soccer after not playing for two years. 
He told my older sister that he would take an extra shift because me and my sister are always gone or busy, and so it's pointless to be at home doing nothing. My sister tried talking me into spending time with him, but no matter how much I think about it, I can't get myself to do it. He has never taken accountability for all the pain and damage he has caused me, which has resulted in me distancing myself from him. But now it's like he's trying to act like he's the victim. Should I forgive him and move on, or am I in the right to feel this way? Am I the jerk? I'm really sorry that you have such an abusive father, but no, you're not the jerk in the situation. I'm sure there's things that you could work on that could probably be fixed and make things amicable for both of you, but the fact that he has physically assaulted you, injured you, and hurt you is unacceptable. That is actual abuse, and that is not a good parent. I understand that your mom passed away and everybody grieves in different ways, but to hit your own child, regardless of age, is not okay. I really hope you find a way out of that living situation and you're able to find a home where you can be loved, appreciated, and looked after because the way your dad and your older sister are acting is completely unacceptable. You shouldn't have to live in an environment where you feel threatened and in danger all the time. And sure, right now you might not be able to get out of that, but at least now you can work towards getting that kind of future. And you can at least promise yourself that when you decide, if you ever do decide to have kids, that you will never treat them the way your father treated you. My entitled family friend won't move out because apparently it doesn't work with her timeline. I asked my family friend if she wanted to move into my new place with me. She said yes, under the condition that rent was low, given she was saving for her own place. To me, this was a win-win. I would have someone with me while I settle in, and she would be able to move out sooner while paying just $300 a month for a nice room and a private shower. A fantastic deal, if you ask me. A year goes past, and I'm ready to live alone, but hear no news on her plans to get a new place. Six more months pass, and I ask her what her plans are. We're not super compatible roommates, as my friend doesn't like how much time I spend at work or in my room with the door closed, which she sees as a personal attack for some reason. I genuinely have it closed because I'm typically making out with my boyfriend, or my room is a mess, and I don't want anyone to see it. She doesn't like that I don't hang out with her friends when they come over. I would tend to chat for a bit, then carry on with my day, but she wanted me to stay with them the whole visit. I suggested that if she's not happy with the way I live, it may be best for her to move out, but she tells me that moving back home is a step backward, and that she'll tolerate me being out or me closing my bedroom door while she waits to get her own place. She also reveals that she could have gotten her own place a while ago, but chose to stop saving when she moved to mine. I made it clear that I'm not comfortable with our dynamic, but she tells me we'll have to work out a way to live amicably, as she doesn't know when she'll be ready to move out. I say she can stay for five more months and longer if she really needs to, and in return, I get a no thank you. Just eye rolls and sighs. It's frustrating because I feel so uncomfortable and powerless in my own home, and a part of me thinks she's just staying out of pettiness because she must feel uncomfortable too. I have the option to evict on a 30-day notice, but forcing her to leave like that will only make things worse. What should I do? There's two options here, and it's something my dad used to say when I was a kid. We can either do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. The easy way is you helping her realize that this is not her place, and she does not own it. That way she can try and start to find her own place to live. The hard way is you handing her an eviction notice. Unfortunately, she does not decide when and where and how she moves in and out of that place. You do. So first and foremost, she needs to get that through her head. You set the ground rules. You set the rules of engagement for this house, not her. And I get that she was a friend, and I get that this is not really an amicable relationship. And it is incredibly weird that this lady thinks that having your door closed is somehow a personal attack on her. I mean, what is that all about? Overall, you just need to have an honest conversation with her and say, hey, it's time for you to get going. You could even start getting petty by changing the Wi-Fi password if you really wanted to get under her.
her skin. But overall, she's not entitled to your house and what you say really can go. So you just gotta decide how you'd like to handle this, to be honest. My fiance proposed to me, but I'm so disappointed on how they did it. I feel like such a terrible human being for even thinking this way because eventually it's all about who you're with. I love my fiance. I love him so much. We've been together for two years and it's been the best two years of my life. I always made it clear that I wanted the proposal photographed or on video. It doesn't mean we hire a photographer. It could literally just be on a phone, but I want it documented so I can look back on it. It's a huge step in our relationship and a chapter of my life being opened. I also told him about what I wanted. I had this trip planned to fly all my cousins to the house and him surprising me with them after the proposal at a special spot. This was going to be months down the line in Honolulu where I grew up. He told me this after he actually proposed. The proposal was on the couch in the living room. The ring in the box it came in was so incredibly beautiful and I could tell it was so thought out. He didn't say anything other than asking if I wanted to marry him. I guess I just had way too high of expectations. It was still a special moment and my favorite part was FaceTiming my family and friends and telling them about how I was getting married. But now I hate when people ask, oh, how did he do it? And now I have to tell the real story. Again, I love my fiance to death and I'm excited about getting married and spending the rest of my life with him. But I'm somehow just sad it wasn't what I always wanted. I'll never get this moment back. And I think sometimes it's because I'm going to be his second wife. He's already had the frills of being married. Maybe he just wanted to get it over with. If your proposal didn't go as planned, how did you deal with it? How did your fiance propose to you? I'm afraid to bring it up because it could really hurt his feelings. What should I do? I understand where you're coming from completely. Your significant other proposing to you to get married is a special moment in time. And it really is sweet that you had these big expectations of how you wanted it all to go down. You wanted it to be in Honolulu where you grew up. You wanted your family to be there. You wanted this to be a big spectacle that you could look back on and be proud of. And instead, in complete contrast, he proposed to you on the couch in a living room. And to answer your question, yeah, you set your sights very high. So I can completely understand your disappointment when it came crashing down to the ground. So in all actuality, I'm kind of with the original poster here. This was a really crappy way to propose to somebody. I mean, it'd be different if there was some kind of sentimental connection between them and a living room and a couch. But from the sounds of it, this lady just wanted to have some kind of spectacle. And it sounds like she communicated this to her future husband, but I don't think he quite caught on. And maybe it is because this is his second marriage that he didn't go all out. But I mean, come on, who wants to get engaged after sitting on their couch? Let's spice it up a little bit. So I understand where she's coming from and I don't think she's overreacting. But that's just my opinion. Leave a comment down below. What would you do in a situation like this? And if you've been married, how did you get proposed to or how did you propose to your significant other? My mom is trying to take over my engagement. I've been with my boyfriend for almost four years now. We're now financially secure and very happy. We've lived together for a year and plan to stay together, so he decided to bring up the idea of marriage. I was overjoyed and found out he's planning to propose in about two weeks with a ring we picked out together on a recent trip. We're both very excited and are working together on the details, since we both have a pretty bad history of anxiety. He told our parents the plan, and that's where my mom steps in. I lived as a kind of dress-up doll for my mom my entire life. She's always dictated how my hair is cut, what I wear everywhere, how I talked and act around people. It goes as far as the fact that I'm not allowed to mention that I'm in therapy. I'm recently disabled as of 2019, and I'm not allowed to talk about it. She used to make me late for school in middle and high school if I came down without mascara on. She would put highlights in my hair while I was sick and asleep. I was still receiving a small allowance from them while I was in college to help, as I couldn't work at the time, that is still being held over my head to this day. For the past two years, I started doing my own hair how I want and dressing how I want when I'm not around her. 
her. Thankfully, we live in different cities. Until now, that's been a good balance. Unfortunately, I still have to plan my entire life around her schedule. I am always prepared with a big backpack to drive to help her when she's feeling like she needs to get out for a bit to go away from responsibilities at home. Her needs and wants have always come first because I feel horribly guilty when she's upset that they don't. Even when I do what she asked, I'm often insulted for the way I look or act anyways. She's been very clear in voicing her opinion that I'm apparently fat and that no one will like or respect me if I don't lose weight and straighten my hair. I knew she would want to be involved in the proposal, but I didn't know the extent she would go to. We will be hiking all weekend with our dog. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. She doesn't like that idea and is trying to find dresses and heels for me to wear. We will be in the mountains, which is one of my favorite places to be, but it's two to three hours from where my mom lives. She is asking my boyfriend to drive us both to her house for dinner that night and then to go back up to the mountain to finish our weekend plans. I want to spend the weekend together before jumping into the crowd of family, but she wants to throw a big engagement party that she would dress and script for all of us. It would be a nice gesture if it didn't derail all of our plans, and if I knew it would wouldn't just be about her. For example, my graduation party only involved her friends and myself walking around the entire time. And honestly, I'm expecting this to be the exact same way. I want to set a boundary, but I don't know how. I'm terrified of the thought of going dress shopping with her. I want to be happy about this, but I'm dreading another weekend where I'm supposed to be having fun walking on eggshells with her around. What do I do? This is a perfect chance for you to stand up for yourself and tell your mom exactly what you and your future fiance want to do. And I know it's scary and I know it's going to be stressful, but now is the time to set boundaries for what she can expect when you're married. Because guess what? She is not going to decide what you can and can't do with your marriage. Setting a boundary now and setting expectations for when you're married and away from her is going to be a very serious thing that you need to take into account. It'll be very unfair if once you get married, your mom still tries to butt in and try and control your marriage. Because that's absolutely not going to happen. It simply can't. It is seriously disappointing that your mom has dictated what you can and can't do throughout the entire 
entirety of your life. But now's the time to step up and say enough is enough. This is what I want to do. It doesn't mean you have to shut her out completely in the planning process, but you need to make it very clear that this is going to be a collaborative effort, that what she says does not go in this situation. And I don't think you should feel guilty about setting boundaries. If she gets upset over this, that's on her. Because if you don't set up expectations now of what can and can't happen in your marriage, then there's a serious chance that she could walk all over you years down the road. And you definitely don't want that. My family is trying to get back into my life after I cut them off with the expectation that they would never contact me again. I moved out in late December 2021, and for my emotional health, I cut off contact with my family. I cut off my parents due to them turning into religious fanatics and trying to push their beliefs onto me. And the last straw was when they caused an emotional panic attack and an anxiety attack event where they tried to throw out some stuff that my late older brother left for me to always remember him by. And their excuse at the time for throwing out these belongings was that it's of the devil or it's time to let the dead be dead. Mind you, this was their oldest son we are talking about. And they are acting as if he was the worst person on the earth, which he wasn't, by the way. I even cut off my younger brother due to him becoming verbally and emotionally abusive. The only one with who I had contact with was my sister-in-law for the sake of my nephew. And she begged me to get help since she saw that I looked affected. I took her advice and decided to attend therapy for a few sessions. I noticed how toxic my family was and even ignored all the red flags. Everything was going great until I got a WhatsApp notification from a group that was created. It was my parents and younger brother telling me that five months were enough and that no contact had to end and that they had to do it because they wanted to reconcile and be a family and try and keep the peace. I read the message many times and answered back saying that while I love them and there's no hate in my heart, I can't go back in contact with people that damage my emotional health for them to feel better about themselves and that I am not willing to play happy family and that my emotional health is much more important than anything. Before any of them could reply, I got out of the group chat and I blocked all of their numbers. My friends, family, my mom's co-workers and my boyfriend have said that I am brave for doing this and that I should always put myself first and not let anyone walk over me. And I can honestly say it is good to finally feel free. Good for this person for standing up for themselves. They got out of a toxic situation and have now moved on with their lives. It's a shame that these family members decided to be so toxic that led to this situation in general. They tried to drive this person away and they really were not taking their health seriously. And personally, I don't see it as an irrational response to decide to still cut these people off even though they're trying to make the peace and do better. Like personally, congratulations, do what you need to do to feel better about yourself, but that does not involve me. I do not need to be dragged back into your life just so I can get treated like garbage again. That is not what's going to happen. So they did the right thing by sticking to their values and choosing to stay away from this toxic, damaging family because they can do so much better. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.